This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, Get Booked listeners, and welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books we just cannot resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's Hand Cell, I am cheating a little bit to bring you a book from this summer because I feel like it did not get any notice for reasons that are beyond the book's control. You know, the there are so many books that got published this year that just didn't get any airtime or uh, letter time because of the news cycle. And I wanted I wanted to talk this one up because I feel like it deserves it. So today's hand sell is Once Upon a Time I Lived on Mars by Kate Green. But before I get into the reasons why, uh, let us hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95. And she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone, but you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done. Eh, she wasn't. Three years later, Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. Now he is part of a conglomerate. His family owns this mega grocery store chain. He's not interested in working for them, but he is interested in those greenbacks, honey, that come in the form of a $100 million inheritance. To get it, he has to be married for five years. That's where our girl Anna comes back into play. So the two will fake a marriage, but as he gets to know her and gets to appreciate the feisty, foul mouth, paint splattered girl that she is, he'll begin to wonder if the money is worth the love of his life. Pick up The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren to find out if it is. And thanks again to Gallery Books for sponsoring this episode. All right. So, yes, this book came out in July of 2020 when a lot of people were not paying any attention to books for valid reasons. And 
I found it in my digital stack when I was desperately searching for a nonfiction book to read at night because that's part of my nighttime ritual is, you know, bedtime books. Often they are like classics or uh, nonfiction that's kind of on the gentler side, something that's going to occupy my brain a little bit and help me wind down. And this book was perfect because it is really smart interesting nonfiction that is also very gentle, for lack of a better word. So Kate Green is a science journalist who always dreamt of being an astronaut, but for various reasons, you know, did not go down that career path. And then in 2013, she was selected as part of a six-person crew to be part of NASA's High Seas mission, which is a Martian simulation that was located in Mauna Loa in Hawaii. So they built this, you know, habitat. And the goal was to get uh, more understanding around the psychology of what it would be like for people who were, you know, setting up a temporary or permanent settlement on Mars. So what would it be like for those astronauts? What factors would influence their psychological and social well-being? And they were particularly interested in the food aspect of it. So this simulation was four months long, and she and her five other crew members just like were in this geodesic dome with each other, conducting various studies. There's sleep studies, there's biological and botany and, you know, all these other things. Um, They did simulated like Mars walks and the whole nine yards. But they're also dealing with like boredom and isolation and, you know, what it means to have this simulated delay in communication with both ground control and their loved ones. Kate is married and she and her wife, you know, have been together for a really long time. And at the time of the writing, some years after the simulation, you know that Kate and her wife have divorced or are getting divorced. And Kate is looking at that relationship both through the lens of, you know, her own development as a person and what it was like to leave her partner behind on this simulation. And she also thinks about, you know, her other family and like her response to her fellow crew members. And she's considering, you know, the location of the simulation in Hawaii and, you know, what the local indigenous response has been. She's thinking about so many different things. She's thinking about food. Like she's thinking about so many different things. And she's very aware of the forces, the political, cultural, social forces that are at work upon them. But it's also just like a really sort of, again, I'm just going to say gentle look at like what it's like to be a member of this crew and like what it means to eat (laughs) in a habitat simulation, what it means to, you know, to finally have a chance at being an astronaut, quote unquote, even though it's not exactly what she dreamed of as a little kid and like what directions her life has taken. And it is, I guess it's sort of like if you combined the vibes of Mary Roach and Terry Tempest Williams, like that's the kind of vibe that Kate Green is bringing to this memoir. And I love the combination of science and just like random musings and, you know, this emotional excavation that she's doing and how she talks about the impact of being in the simulation had on her both in the short term and in the long term. And what these simulations mean for where the space race is going. 
it's not even really a race anymore. Well, it's a race in new ways. So she gets into, you know, private versus public funding and all of these different things. But again, it's just it's like a really lovely meditation on being a human in this particular circumstance. And I found it to be very engaging and sort of a nice escape from the daily weirdness of my life. Again, that is Once Upon a Time I Lived on Mars by Kate Green. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to our audio editor, Jen Zink, for helping make us sound great. If you have questions for the main show or feedback or whatever, you can email us at getbooked at bookriot.com. You can also, if you're so inclined, review us on Apple Podcasts. We love to see those come in. They do help other folks to find the show. In between shows, you can find us online, although I think both of us are, you know, still a little bit on a media break. Um, Amanda, though, is primarily on Instagram at I'm Amanda Nelson. That's I am Amanda Nelson. And you can also find me on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. That's I-A-M-J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And we will talk to you next time. <laughs>